Welcome to the Rewilding Blueprint podcast. Your pit stop for unleashing your primal power. We're here to turbocharge your day, giving you the strategies to resurrect your lean, athletic body and a mindset forged in the furnace of life's challenges. Why? Because this isn't just about workouts. This is about reclaiming your natural born right to a life of vitality, success and unbreakable focus. My mission for you is simple. Absorb one game-changing piece of advice from each episode and put it into action today. Are you ready to abandon the stale gym air and tap into your primal roots? Let's get started. Good morning, gang. Hope we're all good. I had a great question the other day from Lisa around extended fasting. And are there benefits to fasting for for longer than 16 to 24 hours? And should we be doing it? Now, before I get into that, you might be thinking, what's this on my chin? Had a terrible shaving cut earlier. I've got a wedding tomorrow. So I'm just desperately trying to stem the flow of blood. Anyway, we'll get back to what we're actually talking about. Yeah, so so brilliant question. And it, it was asking or or she had read that there are benefits to fasting for a longer period of times for, than 16 to 24 hours. And what are my thoughts on it? So I thought, you know, this is this is a super in-depth topic. And I've tried to break it down to be as concise as possible here without getting too much into the weeds. So if you've been wondering, is there a benefit to fasting for longer periods of time? Is it safe? Should you be doing it? And if you do choose to do it, what can you expect? then this is going to be 10 minutes that is well worth your time. And by the end of that 10 minutes, you will have answers to those questions and you will know whether it's right for you to do and what are the advantages and and the potential disadvantages of doing that. So let's get into it. Extended fasting and fasting for those longer periods. So when I'm talking about extended fasting, what I'm really talking about is sort of over 16 to 24 hours. Okay, Uh, so longer than that. I'd say a a sort of intermittent fast is sort of 16 to 24 hours, that sort of time frame. Over 24 hours, we're looking at more of a long fast. Now, what are the potential benefits of fasting for over 24 hours? Well, we're going to have enhanced fat utilisation. That should really speak for itself. There's lots of people out there that will try and overcomplicate this, that will talk about some like crazy chemical pathways in in the cells but we just don't need to think about it like that just right you're not eating for longer periods your body needs energy from somewhere it's going to take it from fat that simple um but we can have that prolonged fasting we're more likely to well we we will enter ketosis if you fast for long enough and um that is when we use ketones for energy all ketones are, are, are molecules that get produced um from the body when it breaks down fat to use for energy. So if we've depleted our carbohydrate stores, we're going to go to fats. When these fats get broken down, they get broken down into ketones. And essentially that those ketones then get oxidized. So turn into energy in, in the same way that fat would. But some people find that being in this state of ketosis, right, enhances their mental clarity and focus. This is an individual thing. Not everyone will find that. But if, you've, if you may find yourself getting that way at the end of a 16 to 24 hour fast, well, then there'd be some idea here that actually fasting for longer 
is going to um, really make sure you're in ketosis, you're in that state for longer, so you may find that better state of clarity and focus. Um, next up, cellular autophagy. Um, all this is, is breakdown of old, um, old cells that can then be basically get recycled and used as energy. Yeah, so... And, and extended fasting has been linked to this. And it's a cellular process that is the removal of damaged cells and cellular components. And, and, and this can have potential benefits for our health and longevity. So again, really, when we, we can make this as complicated as we want, but actually when we think about it, right, we're not taking any nutrition in. Our body needs nutrition from somewhere, not just energy, vitamins, minerals, etc. What it will do is, is it will look for older and damaged cells, right, which maybe aren't doing their job as much as we'd like, and they will break them down. So really, uh, that's what's happening there. And again, there's some people talk about all times of complex pathways behind it. Really, when we look at it from just a common sense lens, what's happening is our body needs stuff, and it's going, right, well, where can I take it from? I'll tell you what, that cell's old crap. It's not doing its job anymore. I'm going to break it down and reconstitute it metabolic flexibility so i'm a really big fan of having good metabolic flexibility i'll blow some smoke up my own ass right now i have good metabolic flexibility what i mean by that is my body is good at being able to switch between using glucose for energy and being able to use fats for energy the reason it's good at that is because i've practiced forms of intermittent fasting for a long time and i do a lot of endurance sports but i also lift that's why so i'm asking my body to be good at taking uh, energy from fats and energy from glucose, right? Metabolic flexibility, the ability for your body to utilize fats for energy and glucose for energy at the correct and appropriate time. Mindfulness and awareness, right? Just, you know, very similar to fasting for shorter periods of time. We, we create a level of mindfulness and awareness by being more in tune with our hunger cues, right? We start to realize that actually, you know, I don't need a fucking pack of Doritos at 6pm. I'm not really hungry, right? I'm just bored. Yeah, because you start to learn what actually being hungry is actually like. And you will also th push through that hunger barrier and find a new level of homeostasis, right? So we build that mindfulness and we build that awareness. Now, this is, you know, like I just said, we don't need to overcomplicate things. Here's me overcomplicating things. But some people may find this interesting. So this was a, a good little paper that I've taken this from. Um... And, and it might just hopefully give a bit of insight into what's going on. So the reduced levels of circulating amino acids and of IGF-1, so that's a growth factor, consequence of fasting, repress the activity of mTOR. So mTOR is a muscle activation pathway or, or, or a muscle growth pathway. And it's downstream effector leading to an inhibition of global protein synthesis. What we're talking about here is basically a cascade effect. So one thing happens, which causes two things to happen, which causes three things to happen, which causes seven things to happen, which causes 21 things to happen, right? Interestingly, that's the same way our blood clots is a cascade effect. Um, so promote recycling of macromolecules by autophagy simulation. So all, all that is saying here, right? We've got reduced levels of proteins, right? And growth factors because we're not taking stuff in, right? Which means the pathway which encourages um, muscle growth and uh, cell building, switches off, which causes a cascade effect, right, to occur down that signaling pathway, 
which means our our protein synthesis on a much larger scale gets reduced, which means we have to recycle larger molecules or old cells, right, that are present in the body already to do those jobs, right? And that is cellular autophagy. There's a rise in the AMP to ATP ratio leads to the reactivation of AMPK, right? ATP, energy molecule. AMP also can be used as an energy molecule. Um, those levels shift slightly. AMPK is again just a signaling um, molecule, which basically links in to this. That's, <laughs> that's where we're going with that. Okay, cool. Um, potential disadvantages. So we'll cover this. We'll cover male versus female and we'll cover the differences between times. Create the balance, yeah? Um, so potential disadvantages, right? If we're fasting for longer periods, we could be going into nutrient deficiency. Now, if we're not used to fasting, yeah? So if we're not practiced at fasting for those shorter periods, the body isn't going to be very good at doing this because it hasn't done it for ages. It doesn't know how to do it. It's forgotten, yeah? Which means we may not see cellular autophagy which means we could become nutrient deficient yeah because we're not we're not recycling those existing molecules your energy levels and performance may reduce i, I mean i say may reduce this depends on what you're doing and your energy levels may not reduce because you may have that that improved clarity but this again depends on your you know how practiced you are at that your physical performance will reduce like there's no shadow about that if you've got a, a grueling training session lined up, do not do a fucking fast. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. And again, you'll have people who who push this and they say, oh, because I'm such a good place mentally, I train harder. Like, I, I personally, I'd call that bullshit out and say that's just not true. And if it is, it's a purely placebo, right? Um, you will perform better at sport, exercise and training when you're properly fueled. Line in the sand there. Now, what could happen here as well is if you, if you do a harder training session, you're not going to recover from it properly. You're not going to get those training adaptations taking place. All right. So don't plan a fast, run a hard training session. You won't get the training uh, stimulus that you want. Potential for discomfort, right? That's arguably an advantage. Depends how we're looking at it. Individual variability. So I just touched on that. This will be different. If you're not practiced at this stuff, don't go in for a 24 hour fast, right? Disordered eating. This is very real. It is worth thinking about, right? Do not become reliant on using long periods of fast to justify um, less than, than ideal eating habits at other times. It's a great tool for a reset. I really wouldn't be looking at this as I can eat whatever I want for 24 hours and I don't eat for 24 hours. There is that potential for disordered eating to creep in. This is why the support is there when we do this stuff. This is why we monitor it. And, and we're in comms with each other, okay? Male versus female. Unfortunately, girls, you dip out here. Again, the biggest thing here is hormonally uh, and, and your cycle. So estrogen and progesterone, they're going to fluctuate throughout your cycle. And again, this is, again, very individual, right? And it, this is going to affect your response to fasting. And where you are in your cycle depends how fertile you are, right? And if we're going into a stage of being fertile, what you... What, 
what you know the survival of the species does not want is for you to be in an energy deficit because that would be fucking insane right um it just wouldn't make sense so you're those hormones are going to make you do anything to not be in an energy deficit yeah so it, it is going to be more challenging and it is going to be individual um but but i would say the stages where you're most fertile yet yeah, would your body is not going to want to be in a big energy deficit, which you get from fasting. And it's going to make you incredibly cranky and happy, reduce your energy, reduce your performance massively. Um, guys, good one for us. We generally have a higher base metabolic rate. Generally, not always. Generally, we will burn more calories at rest, which means when we fast, yep, we would generally move into ketosis quicker. Fertility and reproduction. So just touched on that there, right? Extreme fasting, significant significant calorie deficits will, not may, to be honest, they will lead to irregular menstrual cycles and will affect fertility. This is long-term, okay? This is long-term stuff. Being in a calorie restriction for a day isn't going to do this sort of thing. Long-term. And exercise performance, so I touched on this just then. Now, unfortunately, again, sorry, ladies, there are studies out there which show that men will do better um, when they're fasting, notably in endurance sports. Um, unfortunately, though, women will be affected more by this when it comes to physical performance, and this is due to these hormonal variations. Right. Differences. If you're fasting under 24 hours, we're still going to be getting that glycogen depletion, but we probably won't be moving right into ketosis. So, But we will get a shift in that energy utilisation to be using fats instead of glucose carbohydrates. Yep. We will be getting good appetite regulation. So those shorter fasting periods, right, will help you become more aware of your hunger cues, which, which allows you to have a better regulation of your appetite. Digestive rest, it would just like your digestive system does not stop, right? It's, it's always got stuff going in unless you do a fast. Gives it, you know, it just gives it a chance to reset, right? Which means it can then digest things better, um, absorb nutrients better because it's just had a little reset, right? You're going to get all this around the 24 hours. Going over 24 hours. And, and to be honest, you know, it's not like you fast for 23 hours. None of this happens. You fast for, for 24 hours and one minute. All of a sudden this happens. It's obviously on a scale, okay? We're going to have enhanced fat burning if you make the switch because like I said, we're, we're not eating for as long, Yeah ketosis we're going to have that that better mental clarity or some people may find it because you're, you're unlikely to get into ketosis under 24 hours over 24 hours you're much more likely to, to get into ketosis right and what people will find with that is that that better mental clarity and that's because of the ketone production and alongside that we get something called brain derived neurotrophic factors Right. All that is, is the signaling chemicals in your brain. You get more of them. It makes you feel good. Um, we spoke about the cellular autophagy. Kick the absolute ass out of that. The mind-body connection. So fasting for extended periods, you, you will get that deeper connection with your body because there's going to be more cues going on. Your, your body is going to be communicating with your mind more, right? And, and creating those physical sensations. And you have no option but to sit with those feelings and become comfortable with them this is literally you know this is the sort of thing where we you know if we've got a problem with something we confront it head on we, we we challenge it and we we literally fucking stare it in the face until it submits to us essentially it is what we're doing there 
So we're, make, we're looking at that feeling. We're looking at this um, discomfort and we're making it yield to us. So then we are in control, right? We're in control of our emotions. So there we go. There we go. There's the differences. Overall, I think fasting for over 24 hours, there are benefits, definitely, it, uh, from, from everything we spoke about. There are also disadvantages. So if you're, if you're going to be doing this, you then have to realize, right, that there's going to be mainly, mainly a negative effect on your performance and, uh, you know, around fizz. And there'll be reduced recovery and you're not going to get that training adaptation from that session or in a much smaller amount. To do it, you should be practiced at fasting. You should be able to comfortably do 16 to 24 hours, no snags. And you should have done that a good few times so the body is used to making that switch. Create the balance. To be honest, I just left this slide in from the last one because <laughs> I thought it was pretty personal. But create the balance. We do that. And, and this is, you know, do I think fasting for longer period of times fits in here? Yes, I think it does. I think it, it helps us build an athletic and capable physique because it helps us make that uh, switch in energy systems. It makes us be able to have much better metabolic flexibility, which can, can improve our metabolic health. It helps us improve our mindset of success, right? Because like I say, we're literally fucking staring an emotion in the face until it submits and yields to us. And does it help us build a lifestyle to be proud of? I think it does because I think it helps us regulate our emotions, regulate our hunger cues. And, you know, it gives us another bigger tool in the toolbox that we can take out and use when we need to. It means we've built up a level of discipline and commitment to be able to do something that's uncomfortable. Like I said, in that those potential disadvantages is uncomfortable. And I said, well, is it a disadvantage? So, yes, I think it helps us build a lifestyle we can be proud of. So it sits in here where we all want to be right hopefully you found that useful if you want more of these if you want more of this stuff coming out just shoot me a message let me know